Learn how to teach your dog how to be a service dog. And welcome to From Shelter Dog to Service Dog with Janet Wolf. Today is a very special day. It is the day before Wyatt and I get to go to our farm in Missouri and enjoy ourselves. And Wyatt's just looking at me like, Mommy, I can't wait to go. And what's great is I have a very special lady uh, who has uh, been with our company for a very long time, uh, Jade Selvey, and she is just a little dynamo. We just finished with our United Canine Professionals uh, National Convention And I'll tell you, it is a blast to be around great people who love dogs. And, you know, maybe the people don't love people, but how many of us really, really love people? Probably not too many, because most people aren't half as good as most dogs. So, very exciting and so much going on. We're going to be writing a a new blog. I've got some nice uh, interviews coming up in many different magazines, national uh, magazines, and there's just so many wonderful things happening. But what is also happening as we're expanding out is we're seeing how many more areas really need one of our United Canine Professionals people there to help. Because I was just up last week in Niagara Falls and and, uh, Buffalo and Syracuse and Cortland and uh, Ithaca, And what's really sad is there's just so many dogs out there who need our help. So, you know, maybe you or somebody you know might want to become a part of our growing team. I mean, we really do have an amazing team of people. Um, And, you know, you might say, hey, I love dogs. And, you know, it's really heartbreaking because, you know, there's so many dogs in our shelter and all these dogs end up being euthanized. And I wish there was something we could do about that. Well, there is. Do something, because every day we have like 13,000 dogs or something crazy like that that are euthanized like every day. There's 4 million dogs a year euthanized in shelters and rescues around the country, and veterinarians, that's another thing. And we're not talking about 4 million dogs dying of old age. We're talking about 4 million beautiful, wonderful, fantabulous dogs who just got dumped because somebody decided that their lifestyle didn't include that dog. I mean, it is just absolutely horrific what goes on. So if you have a rescue group, I want to explain a little bit more like we were doing last week about rescue and shelter partners. Rescue partners, if you have a rescue or you're part of a rescue, you can actually have our help. Our local person will come and help you and help train you and your volunteers for free. You don't have to pay us. We just want to help your dogs. Well, then when your dogs are adopted out and you have these, you know, great potential homes, you're going to be able to not only just, you know, get out there and and help the dogs, but we'll also teach you how to teach your adopters and provide you with the knowledge and information so that you can adopt out great dogs to great homes and support your people who are adopting dogs. Why is it that rescues and shelters, we just dump dogs? We really do. Some of them are very good and really do a lot of homework. And granted, we want to adopt dogs out, but don't adopt dogs that are the wrong dog. It's better for the dog 
to not have to go from house to house to house to house to house and in an effort to save their lives. What's better is if we can put them into one home forever. And to do that, we've got to be able to support all of those people who need our help, who need to have a great dog but need a great dog with specific or, or potentially um, you know, specific issues. So let's say we've got a dog, and it's all it's a great dog. It's a Border Collie mix. What a great dog. And it's just the best dog in the world. And so, yeah, that's great. And, oh, this lady, she's 78 years old, and she lives in an apartment in the city. As you can imagine, it probably isn't going to be the right home. So what's going to happen is this poor little lady who would have been able to take a nice little calm, quiet, well-behaved dog Now she can't take that dog, and now she might not even go back and get a second dog. So that dog loses a spot, and the dog who would have been adopted also loses a spot. This is why we have so many dogs that are euthanized. We've got to do something, people. We've got to do something soon. It's ridiculous that there are this many dogs out there who are in the wrong homes or who need to be in the right homes. So let's try to figure that out together. And if you're interested in having your shelter or your rescue, get all this training from United Canine Professionals and have your local person helping you. Or if you say, hey, you know what, Janet? I am sick of all these dogs dying. I want to help you guys. How do I get involved? Well, it's a really uh, kind of simple process. Not everybody gets accepted, certainly. We have probably a 1 in 10, sometimes 1 in 8, sometimes 1 in 15, Uh, acceptance rate because we want the right people. We're not looking for people who are going to say, oh, yeah, you know, how much money can I make from that? Well, yeah, you'll make money. You'll obviously be helping, and you'll definitely be making money. But more importantly, you're going to be helping to save the lives of dogs and potentially learning how to train service dogs. It's a tricky, difficult thing. And although we're very, very excited to always have new people on board, We want to be able to have the right people on board, Pam. We want to have the people who are um, looking to do things for the right reason. And it is really super important because if we don't have people on board for the right reason and if people are doing it because, you know, they just want to put a little feather in their cap of like, oh, I've got all this training, well, that's not helping dogs. We want to help dogs. We want to help so that there are not going to be 4 million dead dogs again next year like there were this year or last year. Now, granted, the onslaught of all these crazy designer breeds is, is a big problem because what's happening is, you know, a lot of people are buying these things and they're, you know, yeah, they're cute. Okay, they're cute. And then you find out, oh, they have all these behavioral issues. So you get rid of them and you dump them. So... I'd venture to say probably half the dogs who get adopted or, you know, people spend thousands of dollars on these designer disasters, nothing against the dog, but completely against the people who are breeding them because you're breeding them only for money. You're not breeding them to better your breed because they're not a breed. You don't care about genetics, and all you're doing is making a whole bunch more dogs out there. We've got enough going on with stupid people who don't spay and neuter and and just and I'm not talking about, you know, show people or people who are good owners, but there are enough dogs out there who get themselves pregnant on their own, like teenage girls, that we don't need to tell teenage girls, 
hey, get yourself pregnant and we'll give you money, Lyndon Johnson. We'll give you money. We'll get. We'll pay you. The more you get pregnant and the more kids you have, the more money we're going to pay you. That's great society. Not such a great society in my book. So, again, let's try to get together to help dogs. Let's help them and save lives. Let's educate people. Let's not go and buy a puppy at a pet store. Let's not patronize puppy mills. Let's not buy mixed-breed dogs. Let's try to adopt. They're great mixed-breed dogs. You say, oh, I want a Labradoodle, whatever that is. They don't look the same. They're all different heights. I've seen them from, you know, about 8 or 9 pounds up to over 100 pounds. That's not a breed. Imagine if a Great Dane ranged from size of a Chihuahua to an Irish Wolfhound. Would that be a breed? <clears throat> no, it would not be a breed. So let's try to get together. Let's try to shut down not the puppy mills, but the pet stores. Stop buying puppies in pet stores. You're not rescuing the dog from a pet store. All you're doing is having the person you bought them from fill that cage up again with somebody else's dog that they're going to rescue for three or four thousand or two thousand dollars. It's just crazy. Well, I'll be off my tirade in a moment, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. Learn how to teach your dog how to be a service dog. As a dog owner, you know that dogs can eat just about anything. But when food becomes a health troublemaker, or your animal has been on antibiotics or heavy meds, or GI issues set in, your animal's gut may be out of balance and needs Goo Gut Rescue. Goo Gut Rescue is 100% natural and veterinarian prebiotic and probiotic formulated to rescue your animal's gut from bad bug dominance. Remember, your dog's total health begins with gut health. Don't delay. Visit GooGutRescue.com. NuVet Plus, your pet's best friend. NuVet Plus is an immune system builder that is safe for all stages of your dog's life. Helps eliminate most issues, including allergies, scratching and itching, hot spots, arthritis and joint issues, chronic ear infections, tear staining, lack of energy, digestive issues, and so much more. All natural, manufactured in an FDA-registered human pharmaceutical lab here in the USA, using ingredients sourced in the USA. Nothing artificial, no sugars, wheat, corn, or dyes. Never heat treated to help retain all the natural rich ingredients. Comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and is only pennies a day. Call us Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. 1-800-474-7044. That's 1-800-474-7044. And tell them you are referred by All Paws Pet Talk Radio. Or go online to www.nuvet.com. That's www.nuvet.com. Use order code 33955. Again, www.nuvet.com, order code 3395. Put your pet on the path to good health. Share the incredible process of shelter dogs whose lives are saved and are saving the lives of special needs children. And welcome back to From Shelter Dogs. To service dog with Janice Wolf. Well, it's a like I said, it's a great day. Except we're going to be continuing the tirade because I really want to talk about this. People buy these little designer disaster puppies, and the reason I call them disasters is they're genetic disasters. I love dogs. I've got Lexi, who's got everything in her, 
And, and I guarantee you, if you went, and now we heard about something, a St. Bernard with a Labradoodle, all I can say is, dear God, why? You have a St. Bernard who's got health issues and all kinds of other things. You've got uh, a poodle who's dominant, which is a great breed on its own. And a St. Bernard is a great breed on its own. And then you've got the lab who is an ADD until he's five years old. So you've got, and again, a great family dog. But by mixing them, everybody thinks you're going to get the best of each. That's kind of like Brad Pitt or, or Angelina Jolie, let's say, going, hooking up with Andre the Giant and saying, we're going to have this beautiful, perfect, incredibly gorgeous, seven-foot-something woman, an Amazon woman. And instead, they get his crummy, his big Neanderthal uh, face, big body, and maybe her ankles and feet. And he's got all kinds of genetic issues. That's what we're doing. You're making Frankenstein monsters. In my book, Happens, S-H-H-H, Happens, Dog Behavior 101, which you can get on Amazon. You can get free Kindle software in case you don't happen to have a Kindle. You can download it onto pretty much any device, including your phone. Um, Well, in my book, I really go into the genetics because I don't think people understand what single-trait breeding is. Let's say you're like, well, like Hitler. He was a single-trait breeder. He wanted these big Aryan-looking people. So that's great. Okay, so you want a whole bunch of blonde, blue-eyed people. So that was the trade he was going for. And fortunately, he was was stopped far short of what he might have been able to do. But the problem with that is you take, let's say you want, oh, I want a hypoallergenic dog, so I'll breed it to a poodle. Okay, but you're also going to get the dominance of the poodle. Not aggression, but dominance, okay? Then let's breed it to a chihuahua. Okay, who, they're adorable, but again, they're fearful and they have very unsteady temperaments 99% of the time. Although I have met a couple that were great, they are very few and far between. And then let's mix that, oh, let's say with, oh, I don't know, a Bernie's Mountain Dog who I had, a Bernie's Mountain Dog as well. Let's mix it with that. Okay, they're great dogs, but they got crummy hips, they die of cancers, they have thyroid issues and everything else. So instead of getting this absolutely adorable thing, well, of course, puppies are cute. There's no ugly puppies. Like, there's not really too many ugly babies. They're beautiful. They're adorable. But when the dog grows up, let's say it doesn't get the hypoallergenic from the poodle. Instead, it gets the regular, uh, let's say, the dominance of the poodle. And from the chihuahua mother, let's say, uh, it gets the fearfulness and the aggression, dominance and aggression, and then let's mix that in with a Bernese Mountain Dog who has thyroid issues and bad hips. And I'm not saying everyone is like that, but let's just take the worst it could get from each of the, the parents or relatives. So now you have a fear-aggressive dog with bad hips and maybe seizures and, uh, and thyroid issues and all that, and now you've got a problem. So let's, what do we do? Let's put him in a shelter. Let's just let him go or dump him because let's go get another one that's healthy. That's like returning your child with autism or with Down syndrome. No, you keep what you get. You're given that gift, and you keep that gift. I don't know one single special needs parent who would return that child. They are a gift. Same thing with these dogs. If you get one and if you rescue one, commit to it. 
And I'm telling you, you can fix those dogs. You can call our 800 number. Ask for me. I will personally help you for free over the phone. You can read my book. It's awesome, and it will help you. But we have to stop, okay? Get my book, Happens, S-H-H-H. Because what's going to happen when you call the 800 number, the 855-HI-WYATT, or 855-4K9-PROS, you're going to ask for me or ask for whoever it is who's answering the phone will be someone who is very knowledgeable, one of our trained and certified canine behaviorists. We'll help you by phone. If we need to come out, yes, there's a charge. But you know what? It's not, it's not something that you're going to be having a choice about. You're, if you need help, we're going to help you. Now, here's the problem. You go and you get a dog. And the person who bred that dog bred that dog to be a mixed breed because he or she did not buy the best quality dog. Because if you wanted to breed your golden to Wyatt, I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole. I don't care how perfect he is. I don't care how incredible he is. I don't care how beautiful he is. I don't care what kind of great temperament he has. We don't need to be breeding dogs indiscriminately. I am a show breeder. Yes, I am happy and I'm proud to be a very, very excellent show breeder. And I know a number of my colleagues who are also dedicated to the fact that we want better dogs with a better movement, even better conformation, great temperament, and everything, good health, everything. We check hips, elbows, thyroid, bare cirque. We do all the canine health clearances that we can, degenerative myelopathy, some breeds von Wilderbrand. There's so many different diseases and so many different things that each different uh, type of dog, breed of dog, may be predisposed to. And so when we uh, try to do all the things that we do, sometimes we're able to um, you know, to, to, to make even a better dog. Problem is, when you have somebody who's breeding only for money because they want to breed a puppy that they're going to be able to get five or $600 for, and the pet store is charging you 2000 and you just made them fourteen or $1,500 profit, it's, well, you know, it's your own fault. But forget about that. I don't care if you get ripped off because you deserve to get ripped off. You need to be considering that the parents of that puppy, that puppy, is he's out of there. He's lucky. But his mother and his father will be rebred and rebred and rebred and rebred until they can no longer produce puppies. And then you know what happens? Somebody, somebody out there comes along and somebody dumps them in a shelter or in a rescue group. And then if they're lucky, if they're lucky enough to survive it, then they maybe get rescued and adopted, and they don't have to have any more litters. I've seen females that have had 10 or 12 litters every six months from the time they're 8 or 10 months old and first go into heat. That's wrong. And as long as we keep adopting dogs, quote-unquote, from pet stores at a couple thousand bucks apiece and emptying that cage, they are going to continue filling the cage. And the more they fill the cage, the more litters that female has, the more defective puppies they make, the more business we get. I would like to have no business someday. I would like for every dog and every puppy to be in a forever home, and I would like for every single puppy male, every single irresponsible human who lets dogs get pregnant 
and who isn't trying to better the breed by just making the, the, the tough decisions you have to. Sometimes you might have a great, beautiful dog. It's the best dog in the world. But it may not be a good representation of the breed, and it doesn't mean that you need to be going and, uh, and taking this dog and, and breeding it. So please stay tuned. I'm going to rant at you a little bit more, and then we'll be uh, on some new things. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Learn how to teach your dog how to be a service dog. For your dogs, running beside your bike is more rewarding canine exercise than any walk. It's also more dangerous. Until now, introducing the amazingly stable Bike Toe Leash, the only safe dog biking attachment approved by the American Pet Association. The Bike Toe Leash installs in seconds on bikes, trikes, power chairs, and mobility scooters. No tools needed, and dogs learn it immediately. With a Bike Toe Leash, both dogs and rider can enjoy fun recreation anywhere, no matter what your ability level. To learn more and order your Bike Toe Leash, visit BikeToeLeash.com. That's BikeToeLeash.com. Bike Toe Leashes are made in the USA and ship worldwide. That website again is B-I-K-E-T-O-W-L-E-A-S-H.com. Share the amazing stories of shelter dogs whose lives are changed by changing others. And welcome back to From Shelter Dog to Service Dog with Janice Wolf. So we're talking about puppy mills. I want to go through and explain, because I've had this request from multiple people, uh, about what it's like. What do you think a dog goes through? So this cute little puppy, he comes out, and he's six weeks old, and he's got his shots way too early, so his immune system has just been damaged. He might not have had shots from his mother. He might have been from a large litter or not well-bred, and I don't mean that from being misbred. I mean from just being a, a bad representative of the breed where you buy a, a Maltese and it's got Westie in it, and that's fine, but, you know, you're paying for something. Oh, you get ripped off, I don't care. But this puppy, this little puppy, he didn't do anything to anybody. And this puppy comes to you at, let's say, six or eight weeks of age. He is in all kinds of fear phases, as we've talked about, He's in all kinds of developmental phases, and what happens? He comes home with you, because I don't want him to stay in that cage. Oh, look how sad that is. He's in a cage. Okay, so you buy him. You spend, let's say, $2,000 on him. Now, because you bought that puppy, his mother is going to have to have another litter to fill up that cage and every other cage that is in every other pet store around the country, and now the mother is going to be continually pregnant, so we've got that. So puppy grows up, and he's not a Maltese. He's probably a Maltese with Yorkie, with Westie, whatever, because you can't tell a lot when they're puppy puppies. So you think you got some kind of purebred dog. Now, so or you have whatever the mix is that you wanted. So now you take puppy home. Puppy has behavioral issues. Puppy has health issues. So what do you do? Oh, that's not what I signed on for. I'm going to get rid of him. I'm going to go dump them. So puppy has genetic issues, puppy has health issues, puppy has temperament issues probably, and puppy is not the puppy you wanted. So you give them up. So puppy gets dumped, and let's say puppy is now six months old, and he's got all these genetic issues. So now puppy goes out, and he's costing a lot of money 
The people who adopted them weren't in for this. So what do they do? They give them up to a shelter. Puppy, if he's lucky, gets adopted again. He gets dumped into another home. Maybe it's a good home, maybe it's not. But now, because every time you hand off this Christmas fruitcake, instead of turning it into a nice cake that somebody would want, this puppy gets worse and worse and worse. So now the puppy is on home number three. He had everything wrong. He has people who maybe love him, maybe don't love him. But either way, puppy is on his next home. So now puppy's got aggression issues because we didn't fix the issues before we handed him over to somebody else. So now he bites a baby in the face. Oh, that's it. We're going to euthanize him. And that's what his life is. And the older dogs, it's even worse. Imagine if you had a home and you had a great family, loving, somebody to take care of you. And you come home and, and you know, you're at the park. You come home. You snuggle with your kids and your family. And you're having a wonderful day. Well, one day, your family that you love and trust takes you, you think you're going to a dog park or a mall or to a vet's office. But instead of that, no, they bring you to a really loud place with very big, heavy front doors, lots of smells and animals and cats and sounds and sights and smells, and you're really scared. But it's okay. You can handle it because you're with your mommy and daddy, and they love you, and they would never, ever promise to take care of you and then not take care of you, right? They're your mommy and your daddy. So now they hand you over to somebody, and you're still okay because you see that your mommy and daddy are still there. However, mommy and daddy walk out, and you never see them again. But you're waiting for them because you know your mommy and daddy, your parents would never leave you in that kind of a situation. So you wait for them because, of course, they're going to come back. They would never leave you there. And so you're cold, and you're tired, and you're hungry, but you don't want to eat because you're scared just waiting for your mommy and daddy to come back to get you to take you out of this mean place. Even if the people are nice, it's not home. Your fireplace isn't there. Your bed isn't there. Your towel isn't there. Your food bowl isn't there. You know nobody, and it's loud, and it's scary, and it's a horrible place to be. But the next morning you wake up, you're sure your mommy and daddy are going to come back because they wouldn't leave you there. But, of course, they don't come back. And now you spend another night in a terrible place that's loud and smells and has all kinds of animals there and people you don't know and not the kind of food you were used to and no bed and no comfort. So you go to bed. You're still scared. You wake up the next morning praying that they're going to be back, but they never come back because they had to go on vacation and they couldn't take you with them or they had a baby who they claim was allergic to you or because... They didn't realize that you were a Great Dane and you weren't going to stay at eight pounds for your whole life. Whatever your stupid human did, whatever the person did to you, I apologize from every horrible, stupid, ignorant jerk who's ever left a dog in a shelter or abandoned a dog for you. I apologize to all the dogs that are out there and to the ones who will be dying in a few minutes or in a few hours, in a few days. I apologize for them because they know not what they do. Those people deserve to go to hell. And I don't care if you think I'm being too tough. When you can be cruel to a child or an animal and you can abandon your responsibilities like that to a beautiful, 
loving little puppy or whatever age, whatever size, whatever shape, you are the lowest of the low in my book. And if you don't like it, then don't listen to my show. It's not your name on this show. It's mine. And I apologize to every dog, the millions and millions of dogs who have died or languished in a shelter. I apologize for you because you know not what you do. That's what I want to get through. You can't just abandon a dog. You can't just expect somebody else to take on that responsibility. Don't go and buy a dog in a shelter. I'm sorry, in, in, a, in a pet store. Go and adopt a dog from a shelter or a rescue. Go buy from a legitimate show breeder who, if you have a problem, that person will take that dog back and stand behind their dog. That is what you want to do. You don't want to do what those horrible people have done. Don't be one of those horrible people without a conscience. Don't be one of those horrible people who takes a dog that loved you and gave everything to you and and took care of you and protected your kids, and don't dump them. Please don't dump them. I apologize for you all. From this point on, you're on your own, and you and God can talk about it someday if you believe in one. But from me, I and many of my uh, wonderful associates in the United Canine Professionals and Merlin's Kids, we are going to go out there and fulfill those promises that you broke. Not for you, but for the dog, the animals that you abandoned because you knew not what you did. But from now on, you know. And from now on, anyone who dumps a dog in a shelter or in a rescue and pawns your problem off on somebody else, please don't listen to this show anymore because I don't want to think that those people would actually want to listen to what I have to say. I want you to be able to make peace with your maker because you need to. You don't know how bad it is in these shelters. And don't think all the shelters are like these fancy schmancy New Jersey shelters. They're not. There's a couple of nice places out there. There are not too many, but there are a couple of nice places out there. But that's not what everybody else's shelter is like. So please think twice before you abandon a dog. Okay, well, please stay tuned. We'll be right back. Share the incredible process of shelter dogs whose lives are saved and are saving the lives of special needs children. Hey, pet lovers, listen up. Per Spray Pet, all-natural, non-toxic spray for all of your pet problems. Proven safe to use for their skin, eyes, and ears. Helps calm and heal wounds, hot spots, insect bites, and lots more. Will not sting and very safe to use, even for your feathered friends. To find out how you can keep your pets happy and healthy, go to PurSprayPet.com. That's P-U-R SprayPet.com. PurSprayPet.com. Or call us now at 386-310-3924. Learn how to teach your dog how to be a service dog. And welcome back to From Shelter Dog to Service Dog with Janice Wolf. Well, again, we'll get off the tirade and we'll be happily talking about some wonderful things. 
Let's talk about those people who are wonderful and do honor their commitments and aren't afraid of doing the tough things and maybe having to take off a day from work to take care of your pet when it's sick or making sure that somebody's properly caring for your dog or your pet. You are the wonderful ones, and you are the ones I want to talk to because you would be the kind of people I'd be friends with. The other people, I wouldn't want to be their friends anyway because who would want to be friends with somebody who could be cruel to an animal? I certainly wouldn't want to be. So, you know, basically what we're talking about is just honoring your commitment because I think a lot of times people don't know what they don't know and they don't realize how bad some of these places really are. I know it's hard to understand, but just think like a dog. I say that all the time. Think like a dog. What do you think your dog thinks when you, well, you know, leave him, let's say, you know, for, and come back from work? You think the dog knows you went to work? He just knows you went out maybe hunting and getting something. But imagine you dump a dog in a shelter and a rescue. And that dog is just waiting for you to come back. And you never come back. You don't come back. You just, you leave. And you never come back. It's a terrible feeling for an animal or for a human. So let's talk about some of the ways we can prevent this together. We can prevent so much. So let's say, for instance, you're having a tough time. You're starting to realize that that uh, the dogs are, you know, a little too much for you. Let's say that that's what's going on. Well, maybe the dogs are too tough for you. Um, then just we can help you. We can help you, okay? United Canine Professionals has an 800 number that we can help you through. It's 855 for canine pros which is 855, the number 4, the letter K, the number 9, and the word PROS, P-R-O-S. We will help you to get through that. And if you need help, we can certainly recommend our book. We can have our amazing people like Jade Selvey, who is in Colorado, help you so that you don't have to give your dog up. That's really what it's about. We don't hate you people. We just want to educate you. We want you to understand that you can't give up like that. Once you make a commitment, you're stuck with it. Imagine if instead of having uh, a situation where you have, you know, like getting married, imagine if you could walk away without a divorce and you get to keep all your stuff. Most people would be like, oh, wow, that's great. It's too easy to give a dog up. The problem is if you give a dog up, and let's say we make it harder for you to drop the dog at the shelter, then a lot of those people will just be uh, the ones who will abandon a dog. We don't need you to abandon a dog. Don't abandon a dog. But if you could get out of a marriage that easily, we wouldn't have a need for lawyers, right? So, again, it's just really understanding. Make sure that we're having a responsibility to our dog that is, one that will be a long-lasting one. Like, we have a lifetime guarantee at United Canine Professionals. So if you do have one of our people come out to help you, we will, for the rest of the life of your dog, come out and work with you and work with your dog. And if you move to another place, we'll help you there, too. It's not about giving up. 
It's about having hope for other dogs. So, again, if you have a dog with a problem, call our 800 number, get my book, and we'll help you out and we'll help you through this difficult time. But just imagine, remember all the great times you have with your dog. If we could give you just the good times and take away the bad times, wouldn't you feel a lot better? Wouldn't you be happy to keep your dog? Well, most people, I think, would. Well, you're not alone. And there are also, sometimes people will say, well, you know, my dog is old or very sick and I can't afford it. There are actually pet food pantries. There are these amazing pantries that will uh, give you food. Heck, I'll give you food. We'll take care of those dogs. If the dog can stay in the home with the owners who love him or her, we'll make sure that you can keep your dog. But don't give up on your dog. He didn't give up on you, and you're a human. So let's not give up on our dogs. So let's talk about some of the most common reasons for dogs to be given up on or euthanized. Very commonly, dogs who are destructive. A dog that's destructive, well, there's so many causes for destructiveness. It can be anything ranging from uh, he's got an extra canine or his teeth haven't come in properly to just normal teething and chewing. It could even be something as simple as his bite is misaligned or he's got a bad tooth, he's got an infection in a tooth or a cracked tooth. All of those things might cause a dog to feel pain or discomfort. And, of course, then if you're not feeling comfortable, that's when kids or adults will chew on an eraser or chew on a, a pencil because they're trying to relieve that pressure of what's going on in their mouth. So that's actually a pretty common thing, a pretty very common issue as a matter of fact. And puppies normally between four and six months will lose, that's called the age of cutting, they will lose their baby teeth. And what will happen is, as they lose their baby teeth, their new teeth coming in below, pushing the baby teeth out, will cause them a little discomfort. Some go through it worse than others. Some you never even know they're going through it. But because these dogs are going through this phase, and suddenly, oh, he didn't, he's chewing up our house, he's ripping up our rug. Well, the first thing we want to look at is it could be teeth. What are some other things that it could be? It could be nutritional. If your dog is out there and he's eating some kind of garbage that one of the pet food companies who makes food for horses and cows and also dogs, oh, well, you don't know anything about carnivores, buddy. You might know about herbivores, but you don't know about carnivores. So here you have um, a dog who maybe isn't getting some, uh, the proper nutrition. Maybe he needs a high-quality vitamin. Uh, he, he can need anything. We use an all-organic food. I'm not going to give them a plug, uh, but there are a lot of very good foods. Read your ingredients. We've gone through this with the ingredients. But let's say you're giving him a good quality food. But most of the time on the side of the bag, it'll say um, how many uh, cups you need to have for a dog. And let's say a dog like Wyatt's size, he's almost 110 pounds now. Um, so just imagine if a 110-pound dog was supposed to eat six cups a day, I think I can't get Wyatt to eat more than about three cups a day. So they say that, that they need, you know, more uh, more uh, food, not because the food is, is good or bad, but because it takes that amount of food 
for them to get the vitamins and nutrition that they need, not necessarily calories, but food and nutrition. So one of the important things to do, is, as we do for Merlin's Kids and United Canine Professionals, we use something called NuVet Vitamins, N-U-V-E-T.com. NuVet Vitamins, the NuVet Plus Wafers for Dogs, are awesome because it gives the dogs everything they need so that your dog may not be chewing the rug anymore because he's satisfied. He's not craving any other food. And you call them up at 800-474-7044 and you use order code 40560, which will get you a 15% discount for auto ship. And you, too and have a dog who doesn't destroy because of nutritional issues. But stay tuned. We're going to come back with a few other reasons that that can happen. Just stay tuned. Be right back. Share the amazing stories of shelter dogs whose lives are changed by changing others. When it comes to health expenses, dog owners have it rough. Now, thanks to veterinarian and dermatologist Dr. Kristen Holm, your dog can be goo healthy. There's Doggy Goo to find environmental pet allergies, Goo Gut Rescue for rescuing your dog's gut health, and Goo Silver, a broad-spectrum supplement for the special needs of your senior varsity dog. So visit HealthyGoo.com today or call 855-246-2426 and your dog can be healthy goo healthy. Share the incredible process of shelter dogs whose lives are saved and are saving the lives of special needs children. And welcome back to From Shelter Dogs to Service Dogs with Janice Wolf. And we're having fun with the puppies here. These puppies will never end up in a shelter or rescue because they're loved and they're bred or rescued forever to be wonderful pets, to be wonderful companions, and they will never, ever, ever end up in a shelter or rescue. It's very important when you're looking at destructive behavior to understand why. Anything, anything anybody does, if you understand why, then you can fix it. But if you don't understand why, then you know what you've got to do? By not understanding why, that sets you up for a whole other problem. Setting you up, if you don't understand why something is, how are you going to fix it? If you're trying to understand a math problem and nobody explains to you why it's that way, you're going to keep making the same stupid mistake over and over again, right? Isn't that the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result? Well, that's what it is. So instead of doing the same thing, let's change it up. So we're talking about making sure the teeth are okay and that there are no broken or, or retained teeth. Then the next thing is nutritionally, making sure we're on a good quality food with no corn, wheat, soy, BHA, BHT, or byproducts, <clears throat> propylene glycol, digest, meat, or animal labeled, which it means what the heck is a wild meat? Well, we actually had a young boy named Nathan who was kind enough and his sister Hayden who were, were kind enough to draw us what a wild meat might look like if it existed. But anything that's not labeled with what it is, you know it's lower than the lowest quality. So 
again, we have all those things that are bad, and we understand it was teething and all. But there's another reason. Some animals are anxious. Some dogs, the same thing that can cause them to be anxious in a crate because they think they've got to protect you, the same thing can happen when you have a dog who might be anxious and wants you to come over and you're not there and the dog starts chewing on something or sucking on a a stuffed animal, the chewing and that destructiveness can be caused just by anxiety. In other words, the dog is anxious or nervous or, um, you know, wondering where you are and he's afraid or or he just, just doesn't know what to do. So, again, that can be a very common cause of problems with a dog, especially a younger dog um, who is, you know, coming out of a fear phase or in a fear phase where the dog is like, oh, no, I don't know where anybody is. It's kind of like you chewing on your fingernails or picking your cuticles or jingling chains in your pocket. It's those things that make you kind of, well, get rid of your anxiety. Um, My good friend Shira makes these awesome toys that are great for anybody. They're little fidgets. She's got a a website called The Fidget Club, and The Fidget Club is really cute. If we could make these for dogs, we'd be in such great shape. They're interactive toys. And now I'm not big on putting food into toys because then the dog thinks it's hunting, and that can create other behavioral issues. But it's okay to leave the dog with chew toys that do not, um, you know, kind of have anything in them that would be dangerous. But, again, you want to make sure you don't make it worse one thing or another because you're changing uh, the way that the dog is perceiving what you're doing. Best thing to do before, you know, if you have a dog who's being destructive and that's why you're giving him up, find out what's making him destructive. Sometimes if you give a dog enough corn in his food, it amps them up, so the dog actually is kind of like on speed, and it's just amped up, and you're trying to get him to calm down, and he's just getting more amped up, and, you know, it's it's frustrating for everybody. Remember, your dog doesn't want to have you, um, you know, yelling at him or screaming at him. Your dog just wants to be a dog. He wants to lie by your fireplace, lay at your feet, and just be the best dog in the world. That's what we have to think of. Let's turn our dogs into the best dogs in the world by using our NCBR, Perch, Purpose, Energy, Respect, Connection, and Health. It's just so important. And if you're losing the way you used to be with your dog, if you're losing that connection, that love, that trust that you have for your dog, then give us a call because we'll teach you what you need to do and we'll show you. And if we need to come out to your home, Anywhere in 38 states or 10 countries, we will be happy to have you come uh, or will come to you and help you with your dogs. Oh, it's really just about understanding that there is a solution, that it's you're not on your own. We're here to help you, and it's okay. You just got to make sure that you've got the knowledge um, of somebody who knows what they're doing and not hiring some local yokel trainer who thinks that, you know, and certainly there are good obedience trainers out there, but there are too many people who call themselves behaviorists um, who are not, and we are behaviorists. I just heard a a kind of a funny one that the lady said, oh, we had a behaviorist. She was also our dog walker. Those two things don't really go together. 
if you're a behaviorist and you're an expert and a professional at uh, dog behavior and that's your thing, that's like a brain surgeon taking a job at Walmart on the weekends to make, you know, $8 an hour um, and that he's not going to be doing brain surgery. So that's really what it is, is just changing the way we think of things. Now, I don't mind if somebody, you know, if somebody knows what he or she is doing and you can do a good job, but that's not normally what happens. And then our clients feel even more desperate. Oh, I had three trainers and a behaviorist who came out to the house or I went there and they couldn't fix it and they told me it was the worst dog they ever saw. Well, listen, if you've got the worst dog I've ever seen, you got problems. If you've got the worst dog that somebody who's fixed or worked with 20 dogs has ever seen, no biggie. Okay, so it's really just understanding that we're here to help you. We're here to change the way you're treating your dogs. And we're here as a team nationally and internationally to stand by you and your dog so that you don't have to give up on your dog. I get calls from clients all the time, and they're just like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. My, like I just had a call from a lovely lady with a little dog named Sonny, and she just called me to say that her neighbors keep asking her if she got rid of Sonny and got another dog because they couldn't believe how well-behaved he is. He's walking on a leash like a little gentleman instead of trying to bark and scream and carry on with all the other pets in the area. It really is so simple, and that's why it's, it's pretty easy. Just change what you're doing, and you'll change your dog's behavior. So, again, if you know anyone who is interested in what we do, somebody who might like to become a behaviorist, yes, it takes a long time. It takes at least a year, and you'll be learning for the rest of your life. But we want your help because the more people we can train, the more dogs we can rehabilitate and save. And wouldn't it be great if a couple of years from now we didn't have any dogs in shelters and rescues and we didn't even need shelters and rescues, not because of how PETA kills them, but because of how we can save them and fix the behavior that got them euthanized or given up in the first place. Let's get together, all of us. Let's stop fighting. Let's all get together and do it for the dogs. Let's help each other to become better owners, to be better parents, and to know more so that there will be someday no more dogs euthanized. If you need our help or you want to join our team, put in an application at www.united the letter K, the number 9, professionals.com, and we are here for you. Have a wonderful week. God bless, and take good care of your dog. Learn how to teach your dog how to be a service dog. 